welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. I'll beat that bitch with a bat. 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 I'll beat that bitch with a bat, huh? Oh, God. I can't believe you did this. Welcome to One Nation Radio. It's Rich Latham sitting here with James. James, what's going on, man? Did you really do this, man? Did this dude just did this in the words of, in the, words of the annoying? Uh, hey, guys, hey, man. Did this dude really just did this? Hey, man, you told me about the song. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if y'all ain't heard that, check out that Johnny Dangerous beat that bitch with a bat. If you want a good laugh. Oh, my God. All right. I was watching the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, Schmidt on uh, Netflix, and I and they played that on one of the episodes. That and I thought it was hilarious. I don't condone none of that stuff. Like I feel like Sierra, please forgive us for playing this. <laughs> let's let's just all women, all women listeners. Yes, I'm sorry. We're sorry we offended you. This. That's that's on him. Um, you know I'm I'm sure y'all can see the humor in it, but um. <laughs> I, I mean, no look, I mean, um, you know, I thought that could be Sting's theme music, you know, oh tied into wrestling, you know, beat that bitch with a bat, you know, it's not too different than whoop that trick, you know, which also, you know, but, um, anyway, that's different. Whoop that trick's been appropriated. That's yeah. different. Yeah. This is, this is, this is raw and uncut right here, but, um, <laughs> Welcome back to One Nation Radio, everybody. We've been on a tiny bit of a hiatus. Uh, we did a show before Extreme Rules. Never talked about Extreme Rules. And thank God. Um, Do you really dislike Extreme Rules that much? I just thought the 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 main event was really flat. Um, Cena That's- and Rusev was kind of a disappointment uh, on that one. Reigns and Big Show was good. Like, which um, stipulation was that particular Rusev-Cena match? That was the Russian chain match. Oh, yeah, well, that was doing from the start. When we found out that shit was number the four corners match with a chain, yep. we already knew what that was. Um, it was like, wow, they're going to have a chain match and no one bleeds. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Real fun. Real, real fun. Um, Daniel Bryan is, you know, on the shelf again. Just just depressing. Absolutely depressing. Um, it's, it's harder and harder to uh, just go on sometimes. As a wrestling fan, <laughs> I just I just feel so what? I just feel so bad for Dan O'Brien, man. I mean, I do too, but I mean, when we heard when we first heard about his injuries that he was having last year, we were pretty much told. I mean, obviously, no one knows, you know, if this injury is connected or tied into anything that happened to him before. Mm-hmm. But we were pretty much told that he was wrestling. Thing on a you know on a on a time clock like he was you know this was it was it wasn't a matter if it was a matter of when so <clears> could the be fact now. that he's gone only after getting you know probably was it three more months of him I mean they worked that they worked the hell out of him three they, months they sure did they sure did might have to go back and watch all those smackdowns now <sighs> but yeah, um we'll always ha- we'll always have him putting stuffing cane into a casket on smackdown we'll always have that yep. We'll also have him making Roman Reigns look strong and saving uh, the main event for WrestleMania last year. 
or saving WrestleMania 30, period. Um, well, in a way, he saved WrestleMania 31, too, indirectly as well. I'm sorry, 31 and just indirectly. Because it's like, oh, y'all gonna go to Reigns? Nah, bro, we ain't going for this as fans. Right. And then they switched. So he indirectly saved the last two WrestleManias. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're gonna we're, we're just gonna you know we're gonna gloss over um, a couple things and get right into payback and then go into Monday Night Raw and you know talk about uh, some of the news in wrestling over uh, this you know these past weeks and months. Um, so uh, we had Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler. Um, in a in a match, um, Sheamus is on fire right now. I feel like as a heel, um, he is kicking these little guys' ass, and it's, it's looking real believable. Uh, what do you think about Sheamus right now? Yeah, he's playing a you know pretty good jerk, and you know I, I feel like he's uh, for the most part just been solid since he's been back since he came out after what was that? Not Royal Rumble after. Was that after, uh, I can't remember, WrestleMania. after WrestleMania? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so since then, he's been, you know, just solid. And, you know, they they have him in there with strong guys that he wrestles with. So, it's been good stuff so far. <clears throat> no complaints. Yeah, um, Ziggler was, was busted wide open, indie face. Um, and they did the bro kick while he was on his knees, which I thought was extra brutal. It's kind of like a New Japan feel to it. Um, no. It was a good match. Uh, we had the two out of three falls match uh, for uh, the tag team titles: Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus the New Day. Uh, wasn't as good as their Extreme Rules match. Um, I heard um, Alvarez said it was um, pretty much every two out of three falls match you've seen. But I feel like they conveniently left out last summer's uh, the Usos versus the Wyatt family two out of three falls match, which was a match of the year candidate. Here's my thing: like I, I. That's that's their opinion. Like I thought that match, I thought the match on Sunday was really good. Um, not I, I've, obviously, I feel like the first match was better, mm-hmm. but it was still very entertaining to watch. And like all the sp- like this, like they put together sequences of spots that just I've never seen before, and that was entertaining to see. Like uh, like the Cesaro like rope flip thing. Uh, like I, I've never seen Cesaro do that anymore. Like I mean, the kind of the weird things was seeing him like damn near uh, <laughs> drop uh, Biggie on his neck. That was interesting to see yeah. on accident. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I don't really, ha- I didn't have any complaints. I actually liked the first, like the first hour, la- first hour and a half of uh, of the pay per view. I really liked. Right. Um, WWE trusts the New Day a lot right now. Um, they basically, like, the New Day is is firing on all cylinders. Never thought I would say that a couple months ago. We know these guys are talented, but they're sending them out there for five minutes on a pay-per-view, like, with a mic and basically saying, go rile them up. And people are, I feel like people are slowly starting to want to cheer them, but they turn them in the crowd every night. Um, Woods is, like, magnificent on the mic right now, and Big E's, like, he's on another level. Like, <laughs> like these guys are one of the hottest acts in the company. And what what all I will say is, what I will say is the the way they've been able to actually uh, do something with Xavier Woods, like in the matches, the word like he always comes up with creative ways to screw guys. Mm-hmm. Like that's been that's been cool. Like like hopefully that doesn't stop because he keeps coming up with new creative ways to screw guys. Like okay, so are we going to talk about how they how they won uh, on Sunday or not? Are yes. We, are we real, are we going to be real? No. All, yeah. All y'all look alike. That's that's it, bro. I, 
now, Rich, have me and you even talked about this? Bro, we have not. All right, One Nation Radio, we are. We haven't talked about wrestling yet. Like, we haven't. I haven't picked up the phone. But hey, James, what did you think of such and such? Like, yeah. And, and a good number of these podcasts pretty much like rehash the conversations we've already had. And so, so this one's forward. like live. So, we run it live almost. Yeah. If basically. That's the first thing I thought was, oh, basically, oh, yeah, like, you know, they all looking like that's the reason why he was able to roll them up. Because I was like, wait a second, they're like, their gear design aren't even the same. I don't right. understand. And they have different they're hairstyles also. Huh? They have different hairstyles, and they're also different people. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. Like, this ain't no Jimmy and Jay Uso. Like, nah, man. Like, this ain't no twin magic. Like. You know, WWE, once again, you know, showing their racial sensitivity. I don't think I don't think that was the case. I just thought it was like, oh, this will this will this will get them. And then they never thought, and then they never thought that someone be like, hey, bro, like, y- y'all know, like, that's a stereotype, right? Like, <laughs> nope. You know yeah. why? Because they don't have any black people working there. That's why. <laughs> except for the entertainers. Yeah, except the entertainers. Yeah. Um, Natalia is killing these cat suits. I just gotta say it. Like, I don't know what's gotten into her, but, you know, whatever it is, keep doing it. Um, the, one, the one thing I don't get about the cat suit is, like, that's kind of like, now that I guess you have to say since our own kid are, like, clearly faces now, yeah. it's kind of weird to see her dressed like that still. Well, well she, never, she never was a heel. Like, she was always a face with them. Yeah, I understand they, you know, they were playing her off, like, you know, the, the mistreated woman, but... Like they're not really doing that as much anymore now that they're they're faces. Yeah. So Yeah. Like why is she still dressed like she out here dressed like a damn bombshell? <laughs> hey. Like, look, you get no complaints from this side. <laughs> I mean uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, next match was Ryback versus Bray Wyatt. Now I'm gonna be honest. I don't know why, but I guess I woke up really early Sunday and I was never really able to get back to sleep. I was able to get my sleep through the end of that tag match and um and the Bray Wyatt match, which I still haven't gone back and rewatched. Um I I saw him come in the ring and saw him like lock up and then after that it was just like it was lights out. Like but apparently I missed a decent match. So um what happened in here, James? Bro, like they did so many like power spots. And like in big spots for them, for guys that are both three hundred pounders, you know, or near three hundred pounders, and it, it was it was surprising. Like it was kind of like a you know pull every pull every trick in the you know out of out the kitchen sink type of thing, or out of the bag and you know everything but the kitchen sink. That's a terrible uh, turn of phrase, but they they were you know the senton that you know that have you seen the senton yet or no? Yes. Okay, that that was like the first third of the match. Uh-huh. And then you had Ryback doing a big splash off the top turnbuckle. Um, you had you, showed, you had them both tease their finishers. Like the only thing I didn't like about that match was the finish. But you know Bray Wyatt tends to have bad for some reason has a lot of bad finishes in his few matches. Yeah. But because uh, it ended with a exposed turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like they just don't like, like anybody to beat Bray Wyatt except like. Cena or Undertaker. John Cena. Yeah, like, because I don't see what the problem with giving Ryback the win would be. Um, Ryback is always over. He's he's pretty much like like a junior version of Daniel Bryan. 
Like, no matter what they do with him, he's going to find a way to get the whole arena, like, you know, he's just way more over than what they ever give him. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, I don't think, yeah, he is in the, um, in the Intercontinental title match. I like, the, I like them to put the belt on Ryback. I mean, uh, I mean, he's kind of already over here. I mean, I mean, I don't know if they're still doing doing this where they're trying to give um, a guy the belt to make the belt, as opposed to before when they were doing going through for years when they were trying to put a belt on somebody to give him some type of yeah. shine when it wasn't really working out. Um, so I don't know, but like if they're going back to the way it used to be, then I'd rather not see Ryback stuck with that belt because you already know what it is. Like you end up losing all the game, all the matches. Or they should have put like someone like Orton in the chamber, like let Orton win the belt. I mean, are all six slots filled or no? Yes. But it's weird because I mean they still don't have anything set for Reigns or Orton yet, and they, you know they're going to have they something will. to do. They will. <laughs> um, yeah. So Bray Wyatt like beats Ryback for whatever reason. Um, I I thought the uh, Wyatt family would reform, but guess not. Um, the, up next we have the I Quit match between Rusev and Cena, which I thought was pretty good. I you know most of their matches I've enjoyed, like three out of the four of them. Um, basically, you know, this is the the blow off to Cena's been basically he got into it with this man the night of the Royal Rumble, and it's almost like shit. Like, before we saw Raw, I was like, damn, Rusev is finished. Like, <laughs> and then halfway through Raw, I was like, damn, Rusev is finished. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing for him. <laughs> like, they're just murdering him dead. Like, um, the, uh... Well, girl, because after, after this breakup, what else is there? Why would anyone care about a ride? I mean, they protect, they've done a good job of trying to protect him. And then they blew, and then they blew that on, um... Then they blew that on Monday by having Lana like tell everybody, yeah, what you said in Bulgarian was I quit. Yeah, like, like they should they should have never explained themselves. They should have said like level up for debate. Like for all we know, he was speaking some type of Bulgarian slash Russian gibberish, yeah. and we would never have known. And he could have still he could have still like hung on the fact that he never actually gave up. Like right. that's kind of like him never giving up, and the fact that he's not actually a pussy is kind of you know what got him over. Right. And now he's like, he's about to get into this shit with Ziggler, it seems like. And it's just like, he's going to whoop Ziggler's ass and then they better give him money in the bank. They better do something for him or he's going to die. Like, he ain't going to make it to to Survivor Series. Do you really want to see him with a briefcase? Hey, if you if you want to get that, make that man a, a star, why not? But my question is, why haven't they like just put, added him? Oh my gosh, Josh Smith! He's in the chamber. He's in the chamber. Okay, all right. I was say like, what, my thing is like, why don't they just add him to the authority? I don't understand. Yeah. Um. Basically, Cena and Rusev, they have. Uh, he he grabs the mic and tells Cena to go ahead and quit now before the match starts. I thought that was awesome. Uh, Rusev has some awesome facial expressions during this match. Like I don't know what's gotten into him, but he must have went to that Paul Heyman school for facial expressions. Um, but everything he was doing was like memed up. And for some reason, the Rockets are up by 14. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just, just ruin, just ruin the playoffs. Why don't you Rockets just ruin it? Bro, they've led throughout the entire, they've led throughout the entire series. Josh Smith. Not the entire series, this entire game. Josh Smith. (laughs) Dead eye shooter. Yeah. Sniper. Yeah. He just, he just talked about Josh Smith making the three. Like, 
But like that's the worst kept secret in the league. Josh Smith can't can't make threes. Everyone knows. Everyone lets him take threes, and now he's making them for some reason. Just annoying. Right. That's how it happens in the playoffs. Like, man, now this guy wants to do this. But um, back to back to the match. Um, they they fight all over the arena. Um, they Mike Kyoto just I don't know if it, who was telling him to ask him uh, if they quit that many times. I know it's part of the gimmick, but damn. I noticed that too, and I thought it was weird. Like, dude, they... dude, hit a drop kick. Do you want to quit? No, nigga. Like. <laughs> Like, like asking if he if he wanted to quit off a of snapmare and shit. Like it was like, like almost some Survivor uh, Series type shit. Yeah, basically after like, oh, you hit somebody with what would have been something you pinned them with. Like after what would have been a two count, do you want to quit? Well, aren't they like technically concussed for two seconds? That, isn't that how like they're incapacitated for the two seconds? They wouldn't be able to register the fact that you just asked them if I quit yet. No, no, we just thought no. Cena's okay. just speaking regular um, English. No. So, I have a question for you, right? Yeah. Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. How did that match end? It ended by uh, by him passing out, but technically that was a submission match and it wasn't an I quit match. Technically. but Is there, um, really, is there really that much of a difference between a submission match and an I quit match? Because I guess it's supposed to be like a just a tap out, you know. I guess you could just beat the hell out of a nigga, like, and it would be him to say I quit. Um, okay. But think about it. I well, no, 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 I take that back. I was gonna say a lot of the more famous I quit matches, they have not ended truly with someone saying I quit. Like if you think like The Rock and Mankind, um, you think about Mick Foley and Ric Flair. Um, then other ones like Cena and Batista, he's like, so you're going to say you quit or I'm going to dump you through this stage. And then Batista gives up and he dumps him through the stage anyway. Um, and this here, it falls in line with the more famous ones, pretty much. I don't know. Like, it, uh, Cena yeah, was passed out, you know. Russo has a lot, of, he has a lot of gripes, you know. I felt like the match. I felt like the match was too long. Mm. Like when I saw them, it was weird looking at that card and seeing like, wow, all these matches went by, and like I actually enjoyed this card. And all of a sudden, it was like nine fifteen or nine oh five, or something like that. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, this match is starting now. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell else? Is, what the hell else is on the card? Then I was like, okay, there's only a couple more matches left. I don't understand. Like, are we really gonna go that long? And the answer was yes. Right. Went down there half hour. Um, the, the, the Roots of Lana era is over. We'll get to more of that on our Raw discussion. But, um, Cena wins and, um, basically, uh, he, he beats the guy that was, that was built for him for a year, which, like, just looking at it, it's like, damn, it, it was just crafted for Cena. But, oh well. Um, the Bell Twins versus Naomi and Tamina. Um, so we gonna talk about Tamina's edges or no? I mean, if you and Sierra want to talk about her edges, go ahead. Like I never noticed that. Like when it comes, when I think of Tamina, first thing I think of are her weak eyebrows. But other than that, like I don't, I never. She's really just big and awkward. Like she's like the psycho Sid of the women's division. The psycho Sid. No offense to Sid. Like, like she's like a homeless man psycho Sid. Um, she seems like a really nice person. I can't, I, I can't really say the same for for psycho Sid. 
<laughs> Sid tweeted me back before though, so what up, Sid? Um, um, basically, they have you know a little match and whatever. Naomi and Samina win. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Naomi will never touch the belt, which we'll get to. We'll get to that door raw. Yeah. Um, we uh we have you know they run the Daniel Bryan replay back and we all get sad again. World that that music that they use, oh my god! Like I just wanted to go in myself after listening to it. Oh wow, it's not that serious. Um, we we had a uh, King Barrett versus Neville. Um, was that that scheduled or was that one of those matches they just throw on because they nope, they didn't it was have scheduled? Time. I feel like King Barrett versus Neville is the new Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. Like they've wrestled a million times already. Yeah, they have. Um, yes, they have. Basically, uh, you know, they have their standard match, um, and Neville, you know, is about to whoop that ass pretty much, and Barrett's like, you know what, fuck this, I'm out of here, on pay-per-view. Um, with, yeah, with no stakes, on yeah. an ex- exhibition match. Right, right, so, and and this is a guy we're going to put in a title match in two weeks. <laughs> so, someone's got to explain this to me. Um but you know he he rolls back in there and what's his name Neville beats his ass after the countout and pretty much that's it countout yeah what the hell are they doing I don't know I do not know I just thought it was weird it was like all right so like why can't you just take just pin him and beat him clean if you gonna have him lay him out at the end anyway. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what why they feel the need to protect to protect King Barrett. I mean, he's a King of the Ring winner. Let's talk about the King of the Ring winners. Um, I remember during the King of the Ring tournament, the uh, brief two days it was, uh, a lot of people were like, "Man, I, I just can't wait. I, I want to see. You know, it would be a good for for Barrett to win because he could be the King gimmick." I'm like, so. Y'all want him to have the same gimmick as all the rest of these heels that win, and then they walk around with a crown for six months, and it's just like, I now know why they got rid of the King of the Ring tournament. Just, it just ends up the same, like, for for everyone. Well, if they're heels, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, I don't know. What's your take on that? I don't know. I love King of the Ring because the fact of like because it's just like the same thing when you see like the uh, the Raws that are based on like beat the clock first, like number one contenderships for like title shots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those are all our beat the clock challenges. Those are always fun. So like you give me a tournament and then like because it's such an easy way just to build in storylines. Like all right, face beats heel in round one. Round two comes back heel that lost in round one. Uh, Strews heel or face in round two. Yeah, and they have a few for the next month. Like, it's an easy way to, to build in storylines. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's why I've always liked it. It's just something that's simple. Like, you always knew you were going to come away with something, like, it's always going to be something, like, to come away with, all right, this is going to be, like, a new set of storylines for some people. Right. Like, the matches, you know, the matches are the matches, but, like, I always liked the pay-per-view. It was, like, one of those, it was always one of the, for me... It was like for me, King of the Ring was always as big as like you know Survivor Series or Royal Rumble or whatever. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, up next, we had the uh, main event. It was uh, Dean Ambrose versus Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. 
um, aka the most chicken shit champion of all time. Um, and Kane is there. Um, Kane basically. Does, um, Kane the, does Kane get a main event check for that? Yes, yes, he gets one. So does J and J. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> there's so, a lot, of, a lot of guys working in this match. Triple H may have gotten a check also for coming out there, Dan. For coming out at the end. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if it counts if the bell is already rung, though. No, I, I, for letting them, for letting them use the, uh, for letting them use. Yeah, the he, had, he had to pay that, that sample clearance. So yeah, so sample clearance. <laughs> so that means the last two uh, title matches and uh, pay per views at the main event have been uh, checks for Triple H, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, basically, pretty good match um, all the way around. Uh, the uh, they we get the shield spot pretty much. Uh, I thought it was Fun. awesome. Fun match. Uh, like, it was like honestly for me, it was uh, something out of like isn't what I imagine every house show should be. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, we're doing fun stuff that you know people that that are here know. Right. Don't don't take slow to this type of stuff. Right. They um. They they run through that shield spot, and uh, Rollins tries to do the uh, the fist, and they both look at him, and Reigns punches him in the face. Absolutely awesome. Um, I I am kind of. You know, tired of the Kane, constant Kane, 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 Kane everywhere. Uh, not even like halfway through the match, Kane starts unbuttoning and taking the shirt off, and you know, you know, basically this was a Survivor Series match. It was Kane, J and J, and Rollins versus Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Randy Orton. We didn't know it. <laughs> um, Except with the. Uh... The, the you know the face team has a mutiny on his hands right. occasionally. Right. Um, right. We uh also like were you shocked that Dean Ambrose didn't take the pin? Well, yeah, uh, I think you know during one of the conversations we had off air, <laughs> I said to you, yeah, he's only in this match just to get pinned. The Warriors' then, lead has has or they've cut the lead to four. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, okay, so uh, I guess you know. I mean, well, it does make sense if Orton takes the pin. Orton can take can take any you know loss and still be Randy Orton. That's fine. All right. Um, you know they they obviously are going to protect Reigns, um, and basically Ambrose is protected as his next challenger because you know they flash back in a good piece of storytelling to the previous weeks on Raw where um, Ambrose defeated um, <coughs> Rollins in Montreal. Um, that was payback. Uh, we're gonna take a little break, and we're gonna come back um, and talk about Monday Night Raw, and then after we'll be talking about some newsworthy things in wrestling. Um, I'm sure there was a lot going on. I just can't remember right now. But I'm gonna look at my notes, and we will be back. This is One Nation Radio. Ooh, I don't need y'all either. Ooh, don't wanna talk about it. These boys and came back and got the lead. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not much. And uh, listen to that Vic Mensa and Kanye. Were you mad, huh? You know, some of y'all on One Nation Radio, I know y'all were mad. You know, we've been on hiatus. 
but um, it's all good, you know, we're here now. Or they could be, yeah, they're playing for real happy. What's up? Or they could be playing for real happy for all we know. Yeah, you know, we ain't got to hear these boys no more. We'll go listen to somebody else. But, um, you know, Monday Night Raw from Richmond, Virginia, that backwater state or whatever. No offense, Sierra. Right? <laughs> um, uh, basically, we had uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon show up um, and get it started. Um, no NBA on, so um, they were, you know, running. You know, they didn't really have much competition. So, you know, though, if there's a good number, I'm sure Triple H and Stephanie will be able to point the uh, finger at themselves for, you know, boosting the ratings. Well, but, that well, the real reason is they actually, you know, like they had, you know, two shows to build this pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, maybe they should uh, just go to two weeks and we can get more done on Mondays. God no. <laughs> the more pay-per-views, the more garbage some of them are going to be. That's true. Um, the uh, They basically start, and <clears throat> they said Triple H, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose will be going to the back of the line. Uh, yeah, which which we find out isn't actually the back of the line. Yeah. Um, the only thing like, they could have done... That's not the back of the line that The Rock went it went to. Yeah, that's what I'm about to guess. That's what I'm about to say. Yes, the only thing they could have said was, uh, "And tonight, Roman Reigns will be facing the Brooklyn Brawler." Like, <laughs> they, like, like yeah, Randy Orton, you will be going one on one with Heath Slater. Yes, Dean Ambrose, you will be facing Zack Ryder. Oh my God, <laughs> Roman Reigns, you will be facing you will be facing Bo Dallas. <laughs> Oh man, um, so they, re- they I think they really should have have done something like that, but whatever. That's all hindsight. Um, Stephanie basically starts immediately tearing into Daniel Bryan, and I just didn't like this at all. Like, I understand, you know, their heels and all that. Maybe I'm being a bit sensitive to this, but come on, man. Just one week later, they couldn't just let that shit breathe. Like, you know, that man may not ever come back again, and we're just gonna shit on him. Just fuck him. Like, we were right about this guy. Y'all were wrong. You know, that's. I'm sure that's how they see it. I mean, whatever. Like, all it's all... It, like, I, I wasn't offended by it. I just thought, okay, well, you know. I thought, I thought Stephanie's was, back. That's all I yeah, thought. Stephanie's yeah. back. Poor taste. Poor taste. Um, Sheamus comes out basically and um, starts healing it up and starts showing footage of him whooping down Brian's ass, and it just is just the uncomfort level was 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 guy high on this side. Um, basically, Ryback comes out and interrupts him, and um, Ryback is has the tape ribs from the match with Bray Wyatt, and he's instantly like just ridiculously over. He cuts off Steph, which I thought was really good thinking on his feet. And hell, you're already on TV anyway. Fuck it, why not try to get over? Like you don't get to do that often. Um, and a lot of feed me more is going on. Sheamus and Ryback basically, you know, started talking about the Intercontinental Title and blah blah. blah. Ryback pimp some of that down Bryan support. Everyone starts cheering for Ryback. <laughs> That's what you call it now. <laughs> yeah, you know that boy co-op did not there. Look, that was so classic, John Cena. Like. Oh, someone's over? Let me go ahead and, you know, tell them how much he was appreciated. And maybe the crowd will love me. Maybe right. someone else will finally love me. 
Except people actually like right back. People hate John Cena. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> Triple H announces the Intercontinental um, Chamber match, pretty much. That's what I'm going to call it, the Intercontinental Chamber. Uh, and both these guys are going to be in it, and then they break off into a singles match. Um, they have a, it's a, basically just a big hoss match, but both of them can move and both of them can go. Um, thought it was a pretty good TV match. Um, Sheamus classic healed him. Um, I got some in my eye and then, you know, he bro kicks him. I thought that was pretty creative. Um, but Ryback loses again. Um, Look, man, honestly, like as far as garbage finishes go, the heel has the heel fakes an injury, gets up and then like hits him hits him with his finisher. It's up on the list for me of just like, nah, bro. Like you can't, yeah, it man. can't be this. Like you got Shawn like, Michaels did that before as a face. Like, he can screw him, make him be more, make it, make it be more like creative than that. Remember, remember Shawn Michaels and Batista? Like he he picked up Shawn like he was gonna power bomb him, right? And Jericho was a special ref. Sean hops off him immediately and then fakes like his knee buckled. Batista looks, looks and like, oh man, I, I hurt him and he gets too close and Sean super kicks that nigga like and he falls back immediately and Jericho counts to three and that started the Jericho Sean feud pretty much. And no, but, but the thing, with, but the thing with me is like the whole, like the part I don't like about it is like obviously you know that set up a storyline with you know that that long Jericho uh, Sean Michael storyline. For me, when it comes to that, like when you shoot like that being the finish, like. What you're saying is like, oh yeah, this is a competitive fight, or this is a competitive thing that we do until somebody gets hurt and then we just call it off. Right. Like they never get, like if someone actually got hurt. We've seen guys in matches like Randy Orton got when Triple H dumped Randy Orton. He separate when he uh broke in the uh I'm sorry he uh collarbone. collarbone. He rolled his ass back in the ring and finished the match. Like we we never do that if somebody was actually hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to come up with a finish and get your ass out the ring. So, like, in my mind, like, you're doing that, and then you come out here, like, either, either one, that's the reason why I, I hate that. And two is, like, so, like, all of a sudden, like, the face is always just this dumb idiot that just forgets to protect himself immediately every time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, I just, I just hate when they make somebody else be dumb. I just don't, I, when they do finishes <laughs> like that. I just hate, I just hate it. Like these, these people are Neanderthals. Speaking of dumb, like um, when during flashback, Cena and Rusev in that match, uh, he hit Rusev with like a monitor or something. I was waiting for that shit to explode, like how Dean Ambrose exploded yeah. in, in his face. That's right. That's right. That's another one. Like, yeah, you know. You know, it's just dumb. Um, up next, we go back backstage with the Authority. Um, Rollins takes credit for saving Kane's job at Payback. Um, he basically, you know, it looks like he's about to show some contrition and he's about to, you know, he's growing up and being a real man, as Kane says. Um, but he starts shooting on Kane and, you know, what yada, yada, yada. Ambrose comes in and starts talking that shit. Like, you know, I beat you two weeks ago. Um, I'm going to give you a rematch for the title at Elimination Chamber. Um, I thought it was funny. Because like normally, like Ambrose is so out of say. his mind. Like he's so out of his mind, it just fits. No, but that's something like normally a situation like yeah, like that's some shit that Rick Flair would have said to Dusty Rose back in '84. <laughs> like what? What do you mean? I, you know what? What are you talking about? Why would I give you a title? You know what? Actually, I am gonna give you one. Like yeah, 
It's just so ridiculous. Yep. He tells Ambrose he's at the back of the line with Reigns and Orton. Um, Triple H basically walks off like, I can't believe this shit's happening. Y'all deal with this shit. And um, he leaves out to Rollins. And then, uh, you know, those guys leave pretty much. And Kent Ambrose starts asking about Paul Bearer and The Undertaker, which I feel like people should always bring up Undertaker and yes. Paul Bearer to Kane. Like, what, would your, what would your brother think about this? Every single time. Uh, you know, Kane gets upset and he books him against Bray Wyatt. Uh, who's who's just here, ready to fight as normal? Um, yeah, it was funny because they actually brought it up on Raw. They were like, "Yeah, a rare, you know, wrestling appearance for him." And I was like, "Yeah, that's probably something you should never mention that he doesn't wrestle on Raw." <laughs> like, it's, you know. it's kind of like an issue that, like, maybe if he wrestled more, he wouldn't be, you know, maybe he'd be better, you know. <laughs> But, you know, I guess you gotta, you know, if you're not gonna do nothing new with him, you might as well just try to save his novelty. You know, what do you think yeah, about that, that? Like, I mean, either that or we gonna get these rambling promos and Sister Abigail's and him never losing. Dude, just, I don't know, man. Um, uh. Up next, um, Neville's in the ring. Um, Basically, uh, he gets his big entrance, and he hops in there with Renee Young, and, you know, she asks him what it's like being a superstar, and he just says he competed all over the world, but nothing compares to competing in WWE. He's not the biggest guy, and he's had his, you know, share of doubters, but there's nothing more, and he loves proving doubters wrong, a.k.a. whatever the hell they scripted him to say, and it just like... Yeah, that was a nothing, that was a nothing <laughs> interview, and he gave a nothing answer. And, like, I don't understand why they decided to do that. Like, there was no need for it. It could have just saved that time, actually. Well, then I can't even say that because I'm going to say it should have saved that time for that Divas match. Then they gave that Divas match a garbage finish at the end of the night, too. So, never yeah, mind. Yeah, real garbage, by the way. Um, yeah, I got a problem. We'll get to that. Might be a problem with that match. Um, aside from the normal one. Um, <laughs> basically, Bo Dallas interrupts and refers to Neville as the little engine that couldn't. He says Neville's career is looking up, but that would be a lie. Um, he tells, you know, Neville hops back on the mic and he says, you know, I beat Bo Dallas to basically start my long NXT title reign. I thought it was a good creative piece of storytelling. But at the same time, Bo Dallas hasn't really done, you know, next to, next to you know, anything on the main roster. So it's kind of puzzling why they put Neville with him right now. But um, because. Because they're stupid. Like, there's no, there's no reason why they shouldn't have put. I, I, I'm sorry for saying that. that's like the meanest thing I've ever said about WWE writers. Because <laughs> they're stupid. Like, they shouldn't. Yeah, like they shouldn't. Like, why is he not in the Intercontinental Title uh, Limited Chamber? That makes no sense. Why he's not? To yeah. try to to try to like restart, revitalize Bo Dallas' career for fucking what? To do what? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Hey, if they just don't like hurry up and put a jumpsuit on that man and just out them niggas as brothers, <laughs> like fuck. Put a jumpsuit on him. You know, put a you know the jumpsuit. Y'all better, y'all boys better put them jumpsuits on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, y'all better put them jumpsuits on. Jumpsuit these nuts, fuck nigga, like. If <laughs> <laughs> oh y'all ain't heard, was that Urban Legend that was on? That was on Urban Legend right before Prayer for Help. Yeah. Oh my God, you're an idiot! I can't believe you actually said that. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, uh. yeah, jumpsuit. Yeah, uh, put one of them jumpsuits on. 
Uh, hey, I, I don't know, man. Believe the buzzards? I don't know. Like, this is... Yeah, believe in the buzzards. Go away, man. Like, there are certain guys like, look, man, why is this guy on my... Like, unless he's here to job to make somebody look better, why is he on my TV screen? That dude is an enhancement talent. Yeah. Um, Neville and Barrett have another match again. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, Neville pulls the Finn Balor. I don't know if you watched the uh, Finn Balor and Kevin Owens match, um, but Balor sold the knee brilliantly, but Neville was basically doing it at the comical levels. He was acting like he was going to springboard and then just falling down off the ropes. Um, yeah, flipped him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on his neck with that dumb shit. Yeah. Like, he's going to fuck around and hurt himself. Um, Barrett hits the big bull hammer for the win, uh, which is, you know, one of probably one of my favorite finishers right now. Um, basically, Barrett puts his crown on and all that stuff, and Dallas comes in and whoops that ass. Um, and Bo walks out, you know, and lets everybody know, y'all better Bo leave. I don't know what, like, they don't know what they want to do with him. Like, yeah, we want to, you know, we want to make him look like a big deal. And then we want to have him at the same time. We don't want him to fight anybody. Yeah. Um, it's weird. We get uh, a couple still photos from the John Cena and Rusev at Payback. Um, basically, Rusev comes out, um, with his, you know, with the Russian flag, no Lana. Um, fans start chanting and said, Rusev says there will be no Lana tonight. It's a big booze. Rusev says there is no Lana and she needs to learn her place. Um, Rusev said also, uh, Lana doesn't speak for him. He only speaks for himself and he knows how to speak our stupid American language and he can say he quits for himself. I thought it was pretty pretty good for him. Rooster's like, you know, coming along on the mic. Um, fans like just start, you know, going more for Lana and Rusev yells, There is no Lana, there's only Rusev. Uh he didn't quit and John Cena didn't beat him. He made him pass out in the ring, yada yada yada. Lana quit because she's weak. And then in the best line of the night for Rusev, he tells Cena to come out so uh, bring the authority out, bring Cena out, and we can restart the match right now. <laughs> I don't know why, but that shit just made me laugh. Um, instead of the authority coming out, Lana came out. Uh, what did you make of this whole little part? I thought it was good. Like probably after, um, probably after the Ambrose and Wyatt match and the uh, the Cena stuff uh, with uh, Kevin Owens. It's probably my, it's probably what I would like rank third as best thing to happen of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, like you know, you're seeing like how are you gonna do? Like Lana did very, very, very well. Um, Rusev did, shot. you know, Rusev did very, very, very well for him. Uh, it's interesting, <clears throat> like I, that's probably the best segment they've ever done. To be honest, one of the last ones they'll ever do. <laughs> um, Rusev yells at her for defying him and coming out. Lana says she just wants to explain to everyone that Rusev isn't like he seems to be. And when she said that, I was like, hold on, what was she? What does she mean by that? Hey, you not who everyone thinks you are. I don't know. He ain't who he say he yeah, is. Yeah, he ain't who he say he is. Yeah, you know. I, I just don't, oh you know, God. 
Jesus, and they just they opened up a a, a a big Pandora's box on that one. He could literally he could be literally anything. You yeah, know? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can't be who he say he is. Um, she says something else in Russian. Then she says she believes in him. She's believed in him from the beginning and more than anyone else. She's been with Rusev every step of the way. And was positive he'd be the first man to make John Cena quit, but that wasn't hap- That wouldn't happen. Apparently, she's never watched WWE before. Um, yeah. Lana says that's life, and she was just trying to protect Rusev, but she cares about him. Rusev says she's in her feelings, pathetic and disgusting. Man, that's all it takes over there, huh? To be disgusting. I guess so. Uh, I, guess they have, I guess they. I guess they value dignity hot more than we do. Yeah. You know, no thoughts over there. Um, <laughs> Lana yells, that's enough. And she asks, what did he expect her to do? She says that she did the right thing for him and for them. Um, she was screaming. She's basically outs Rusev from there and says that uh, in Bulgarian that he quit. Um, and a big you quit chant broke out. Um, he called her a liar and said that there's no us, just Rusev. He doesn't need Lana. He doesn't need anyone. Apparently he does not know what uh what his future entails. Nope, not at all. Um, he also goes on to say Lana is weak and she makes him weak. He tells her to get out of the ring and go to go back where she came from. And he yells at her. She goes to the back and he throws his arms up and fans boo. Look, I'll say this: that's the realest thing Rusev ever said. Yeah. <clears throat> and look, Lana makes me weak too. Shit. <laughs> 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 so. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was good. It was a good uh, mic work by both of them. Yeah. Uh, now, when you know Lana comes back out later, no, they, they just they just couldn't they just they couldn't resist <laughs> just ruining. Couldn't help themselves. You know. Um, up next, we got the new. Uh, excuse me. We have um, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. Very long match. I was kind of zoning in and out of it. You know, as I wait, wait, wait. Was that match before? Was wait, was that match before the tag match or no? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I was kind of zoning in and out as I tend to do with these Bray Wyatt matches, but um, they uh they do a lot of you know cool moves to each other and you know basically J and J security comes out, fucks over Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose loses. You know as he's trying to challenge for the world title in two weeks. Um. Why do they insist? I mean, anyone that ever wants to say Bray Wyatt loses all the time, I would look. Full of I would. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's, they don't know it yet, but they are full of shit. Like he's only lost two feuds ever, but he loses to everyone. Um, they like, he they protect him. They they does, protect like, him for no reason. Like, what was the last match you remember him losing? The Undertaker. Okay, since the Undertaker. I mean, he lost. I think one match to Dean Ambrose, but none of the major matches did he lose. It wasn't on TV. I mean, it wasn't on. It was like view. tribute to the troops or something that he lost to him at, which is glorified as a glorified exhibition show. Like, ain't no heels like, winning. Like Dean Ambrose, like he lost to the Shield a couple, like once or twice. Like the Shield once or twice. Cena. Uh, Dean Ambrose Undertaker. Those only those only losses I recall from uh, by Bray Wyatt, and he's been around for two years and change now. Right. 
Like, I mean, he lost to Jericho, but he won the feud. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Jericho shit, but he won that feud. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why this couldn't have been someone else like that and give Dean Ambrose a win. I don't know. Let him fight J&J Security. Let him, let him run that back again. It's pretty entertaining the first I mean, time. They protected him in the loss, but at the same time, it's like... Hey, why man, Why like, make him lose? No, not only that, he lost He lost the match, and he got laid out at the end of the night. Yeah. yeah so he got an ass whooped twice. Yeah, they, uh, they, they've got some problems there. I don't, like... Like, you can't do... Why do both? Like, you can do both. It doesn't really help. So why do both? Yeah. Um, up next, we uh, have the tag team title match, which ended up being a big advertisement for every team on the roster to pretty much run out there, except Harper and Rowan. Um, oh. Why in the fuck aren't they in this match? I don't know, man. Like, Is this I, WWE I trying to be too cute with this? Maybe, like, I mean, my thing is, like, the thought could be, well, you know, we're going to build them to win the Limited Chamber, and then they're going to take the win the belts uh, as the number one contenders. My thing would be, like, well, if they're number one contenders, why the fuck, like, logically. Why even have the match? Just just crown the ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, uh, like, which match are you more disappointed in, the Divas match or the tag match? Like the tag championship match on the championships on the line, or can, like, or the Divas match with championship on the line. I say, more, I, I say, like, the, wow, why, why, what's the point of even doing this? I would say the Divas match because um, we've already seen um, a bunch of those matches, and we already know that there was another tag match, tag title match advertised in two weeks. So if they're not going to do a belt change here or a clean win, I'm fine with that. But this, this shit with the Divas match, like. For some reason, Tamina hops in and super kicks Nikki. For what reason? And, and gets her own person disqualified in the title match, so she can't win. Well, she well, well, the thing is showing like, oh, well, Nikki was about to beat her with the rag attack, so she comes in and say it makes a save to protect her from getting laid out and pinned or whatever. Like that's logically the thing, but it's like. Or the championship match or whatever. I don't understand yeah. why. And we've, we've, I don't know. Whatever. Just yeah. I don't. I don't. I have. Major, like, I have a major problem with that. Like how much time did they give them? It seemed like they gave. They them got, they got two segments. Yeah, they got like two segments. Yeah. So my thing is like, if you're gonna give them two segments, then like they can break each other's finishers. We see, you know, we see motherfuckers break Cena's finisher every night on this uh, U.S. Open Challenge. Right. Like, uh, so they can't do it on TV for women. <laughs> I don't understand. They, um, basically, um, she's, Naomi's never going to win the belt. She was pretty much just a prop to get Paige back from whatever they were doing with Paige. I think it was a movie. She was a prop to just, just get to the pay-per-view and they might go into a triple threat match, but I think she has like a very low chance of winning. Just awful. Absolutely, they turn her heel. She's doing some of the best work of her career on the mic. Who knew Naomi could even talk? Yeah, exactly. Um, like the only other evidence we had of her actually being halfway decent and being on like talking back was the backstage stuff was Miz. That was it. 
Apparently, if you if you a black black female in this company, you ain't you ain't you know you ain't touching that belt. You know, you know we've had Alicia Fox. You know that was a couple years ago, but this the the spotlight wasn't on a division then. You know this is different. Um, we also had uh, Ziggler versus Stardust. Uh, Ziggler pretty much immediately. Uh, he, that was a squash match on Stardust. Yep. Stardust is done, by the way. Yep. Yeah, squash. <laughs> he like it. Um, we also had uh, at the end of that, we had Lana come out for some reason and just start looking at no, Dolph Ziggler for no reason whatsoever. Like nothing predetermined. They didn't walk by each other in the hallway ahead of time. Nothing. None. None. Um, Not nothing. None. They've never had any interaction ever. Um. Then she walks up and just puts her mouth on him. Yep, just just with a big smile, with a big you know uh, like two foot smile. And everyone's just, just okay with this. Yeah. Um, in fact, they wanted an encore. They asked for an encore yeah. presentation. Wanted it twice. Uh, apparently, Ziggler didn't know uh, he was going to have to fight that that big nigga like that ran out there <laughs> immediately. The funniest thing was, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, we just about to bring his ass out here, yep. and then he came. You see, he comes out stomping, and then the barefoot. first thing he says is, "Someone's gonna die." I was screaming, <laughs> <laughs> like book slipping back into that 2011 Booker T, slowly but surely. Oh my god! Like they need you to let that man unleash and quit playing. Like no, because in my mind, when, you know, I, I take it to another level for just for, for committee purposes. When he says someone's gonna die, I imagine like now Rusev walked down to the maybe well, walk down to that stage holding a gun, like nigga <laughs> Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dolph Ziggler, Mister Steal Your Girl. You know, oh, Ziggler, Ziggler been taking, uh, you know, he been taking uh, people's women from them, you know. You know, ask ask Cena about it when he when he walked up on AJ. You know, and, and took her. In the storyline, where Cena and AJ actually a couple, or were they just knocking boots? Supposedly, in the storyline, they were like, you know, they were kind of at each other. They just knocking boots. Yeah. Um, then it's, Fandango. So AJ was crazy. So in her mind, it was going together. Right. Like Cena be treating them bad, boy. Yeah. Poor Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, then um, basically Ziggler walked away with Layla and Summer, Summer Ray, and yeah. I guess if you want to count Caitlyn, you know you could you count that. And then now Lana, like Dolph Ziggler's official gimmick is Mrs. Steal Your Girl. Fuck stealing the show. I mean that was a T-shirt. From what I remember though, Caitlyn and them they weren't actually rom- romantically linked. They were just getting back at AJ. Right. It's a biggie. Oh well. Um, Look, I'm still to this day, I'm I am still like I still truly believe that AJ's best work was was the stuff that she was the mean stuff she was doing to Caitlyn, <laughs> like the secret admirer thing when B just dropped just throws Caitlyn to the ground. Uh, when AJ came out wearing a big ass muscle wearing a muscle suit and the hair looking like uh like Caitlyn, that was hilarious. Like she like that's my favorite AJ stuff. Hmm. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, yeah, but they, I think we're going to go off into a Ziggler versus Rusev thing. Uh, Lana will be caught in the middle of it, and it just probably won't be that interesting afterward. 
uh, where, wherever they go out of there. I, I think Rusev just pretty much whips his ass in the match, and then and then Lana is pretty much, you know, they they split from there, and it's like okay. I mean, maybe her thing is like she's gonna start showing like she gets it or you know. He gets his ass stomped in, and she's like starts just showing him a bunch of compassion, like the compassionate, you know, backstage quote unquote. She was showing Rusev and making him weak, and that's gonna, you know, that's gonna be the thing. Or it's like, a, or it's a swerve, and they'll get right back together. Never yeah, know. that can always be the, like, look, if they swerve that, like, I, like really. Yeah, what was I the point? roll. I roll. What was the point? Cause y'all, y'all knew like your whole entire goal all this time, like this past like. Years just hating America, been, y'all drop that shit. It's been to slap Bruce or uh, it's been to slap Dolph Ziggler's head, not beat John Cena, but to slap Dolph Ziggler's head. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, get off my television. Um, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. Like, that was your master plan. Uh, Maybe you should be a bit more ambitious than this, right? Um, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper kill Fandango, who was also dead, and um, uh, Zack Ryder. Who has all that ring, raw ass ring gear for no reason? Yeah, like that that ring gear was was really good. Um, Paige comes out and uh, and makes the save for Nikki, um, and then drops her with the rampage DDT, uh, yelling all the my house stuff. Bro, that smelled just like that smelled like a, yeah. Second I saw, I remember I was like yeah, triple threat. Like Paige gonna come out and save triple threat. Yeah, they um, Naomi can't just can't touch the title, bro. Ain't happening. Look, I'm not concerned about who's the Divas champ. Really, my whole thing is like, are we gonna get like actual like NXT time? Are the women gonna get like NXT women time? Now, that's what I would like. Like, I don't care who's the champion as long as like they actually get time to actually put on matches. I don't really care about the, you know. And I don't believe I've waited this long, but. The best thing on Raw. Uh, we had the John Cena Open Challenge. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going through the list, and I was like, just looking at all the matches. I was like, hold on, John Cena Open Challenge. Where is it at? There it is. Okay. And that started at 10 o'clock hour. Yeah. Um, the John Cena Open Challenge, uh, which fastly became the best thing on the show uh, immediately after WrestleMania. Um, the U.S. title was completely reinvigorated. Um, people, I could see, you know, it, it going on for a short time after Cena loses the belt. Uh, whoever beats him for it, like, it'll go on just a little bit longer. Then it'll go back to whatever the fuck they were doing with it. But Look, that's how I feel, right? Cena's done as, as good as he can but, with that. Like, until until otherwise, unless there's a reason <clears throat> not to do it, that should be like, that. the U.S. title should be ever treat, forever be treated like the, US, like the TV title from here on out. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like treat it like the like that's basically what they're doing. Just treat it like the like a TV title, and then just have matches. All right. Fuck a storyline. Yeah, like the storyline is you finna have a you finna have a championship title match with every week. Do you lose it every single week? Till you lose it, you have a pay per view quality match on TV. I ain't never, like. I mean, like if you're doing do raw, you have all of these like. Like what's the what's the like honestly number one like one of the number one complaints about Raw, like are either bad segments or stupid finishes to paper to matches. Or Am pre- I wrong? Or, or and also predictability. Yeah, like I mean, 
Okay, yeah, that, that yeah, that's true because you got most of this is about building guys, right? But ultimately, like, if you can solve this by having like you give us one, if you can give us at least one match, and that's typically like we always talk about, like, oh yeah, that nine o'clock or that ten o'clock match. Right. We always talk about yeah, that's gonna be it, and then we don't even you know at this point we're just all we just been conditioned to believe that the main event cannot have a clean finish at Raw unless you know. <laughs> like last and, year, wasn't it like only like eleven clean finishes? And then Raw or Last, something, yeah, yeah, something like that. Like we're just conditioned to just believe, like, yeah, it's gonna be a garbage finish at main event, whatever. So, like, if they could just say, "Yo, we're gonna give you at least one," and that's what they've done. We are gonna give you at least one, and then, like, honestly, since your boy uh, Neville's been up there, we've been getting like two good matches, at least two good matches every Raw. I've been like, I've been enjoying Raw like lately. Yeah, and usually so, this is the like, time when, when Kevin Owens came out there and then had no match, I was like, hey, bro, you can't be out here fucking up this U.S. challenge for me. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens basically comes out, uh, absolute shocker. I marked out um, myself and thought we was about to see some shit, but apparently not. Mr. Owens doesn't play that way. Um, he basically comes out and um, comes out with the NXT Championship and a microphone, so I should have known something was up from there. Uh, no one else has had a mic, really. Um, he basically stares Cena down and he says hello and he congratulates Cena for his win at Payback and says it was impressive and that Owens would introduce himself but Cena knows exactly who he is. Um, the crowd like is, is chanting NXT and Kevin Owens and losing their minds. Um, Owens says if there's anyone who doesn't know who he is then those people aren't worth his time in the first place. And in front of John Cena you just can't say things like that. Yeah, he about to he about to you know work on trying to ingratiate himself to the crowd. We still gonna boo you, bro. Right. And nothing, and nothing you can do, Cena. We still gonna boo you. Um, Cena basically introduces Owens from there, which gives a nice little pop. Um, Owens thanks him and says, "Well, that was nice." Um, Owens <laughs> Owens knows Cena feels guilty about the Sami Zayn injury he suffered on Raw a few weeks back, but Owens says Sami was injured before that because he's the one who injured him. And he's going to finish what he started with Sammy at TakeOver on Wednesday, uh, which was a big, this segment was a big commercial for that. Um, Cena says that was a fine speech, but Owens has a lot to learn. Um, No fan is to be told they're not worth time because without the fans, there's no Owens, there's no WWE, there's no universe, there's no title belt, there's no jean shorts, there's no pump shoes, there's no... Never give up wristbands. There's no never give up headbands. There's no yellow shirt. There's no orange shirt. There's no black shirt. There's no green shirt. There's no rap album. There's no rap album. There's no freestyles. There are, there. you know, I can just keep going, you know, but. There's um, no word life. Right. Right. What the fuck is word life? (laughs) Yeah, there's no bad WWE Studios movies. Yeah, there's no Marine. There's no Miz doing the Marine. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, there's no Undertaker, you know, there's no, there's no sexy boy, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Like there's, there's no like guys in the pre-show dressed up like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and jobbing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no tag team facing them. That's a rip off of the road warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's <laughs> the mega power versus the road warriors. I didn't yeah. think about that until just yeah. now. Yeah. There's no like, Adam, there's, no, there, there's no Adam Rose and Rosa just 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 making out while Kane walks by at random. Like there's there's no Katie Vick. None of that. <laughs> 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 None of that. 
look, there's look, no maybe, Sandisky. Maybe, look, maybe there should be any fans if that's the case. Maybe we get rid of some of this bad shit that we said we got to sit through and suffer through. Oh man! Look, think, how much, think about think about how much easier life would be if you just just stop watching wrestling. You had to bear. You had to sit and bear through like raw being three hours long and shit, oh and sit through these commercial breaks, and have to try and stay up, and then have to feel bad and be like, "Wow, I just, I can't believe I just, I'm turning back and forth between this shitty, this shitty promo in and like the game four game. of the of the second round of the of the playoffs in WWE." Uh, in, like, in bro, I've, sacri- like, I've sacrificed watching so much basketball and football for the for WWE, just like doing the podcast and writing columns and being a presence pretty much on Twitter. With this stuff, is and when it's bad, it's really taxing. Like there, there are times I'll just say fuck it and go to sleep on the main event. Like, I mean, you know, I would just—I already knew what it was going to be. I was like, okay, one of these Seth Rollins blow me sessions. I didn't even bother watching. Like, <laughs> um, basically, back to Cena and Owens. Um, Cena cuts him off, uh, trying to offer him advice, but Owens says he, Cena doesn't have any right to give him advice because he's a 15-year veteran. And all this, he's been doing it longer than Cena. Might it's be true, true, might not. Um, actually, it's not. Um, basically, Owens, like, a lot of these times, I found it interesting because they gave a subtle nod to Owens' indie career. Uh, meanwhile, they sent Neville out there earlier to say no place is like WWE. So I thought that was, you know, a little interesting. They let him do that. One guy's a face, one guy's a heel. Yeah. That's uh, how, that's their justification for after the fact. Uh, Cena basically tells he doesn't see him. He doesn't see any fire in Owen's eyes like he saw with Sammy. He sees a scared kid that's trying to rattle the cage of John Cena, but now he's crapping his pants because he realized he bit off more than he can chew, which actually like looked like Cena was right because Owens just looked a little nervous because his first time on national television. Um, you know, in front of that many motherfuckers, and you know that's a pressure moment right there. You might have been concerned, like, what if they made me take off my shirt to wrestle? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he basically said, uh, "Sammy is going to take him out at Takeover," and he asked Owens if he wants the shot, and Owens says he's a prize fighter, but he already has a prize, the NXT Championship. Fans boo. Uh, and basically, he turns down the challenge, and Owens promises that he's going to fight one day, but it'll be on his own terms. Out of nowhere, uh, Owens, you know, sneak attacks, buddy, like normal, like only Kevin Owens can do. Um, and he nails the power bomb, and a fight Owens fight chant uh, starts, and Owens stomps on our beloved U.S. Championship, James. He, we just can't let him get away with this, can can we? How, uh, how dare he disrespect uh, the United States Championship? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll get his in two weeks. Um, big big segment. Um, for the internet, big they they know what they're doing. They they got this free show coming up. They're they're trying to sell the show to more motherfuckers like like us. Like, the, we're the motherfuckers buying the network, you know. And this ain't this. You don't even have to pay for this. You're going to see Kevin Owens' first match on the main roster against John Cena. You're going to see Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins for a world title. Two Elimination Chamber matches. Uh, look, if I if I didn't have the network, I'd get it. Yeah, like, the car, I feel like this is, I honestly feel like this is a very solid card for something that only has a two-week build. Right, they just made it out of nowhere. 
Yeah, or, or I mean, not really made up. No more, more like, yeah, we're kind of just, you know, throwing this first pay-per-view out just to set up the second one. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it went. Um, so take me through the last segment, James, because I'm, I miss it completely. You know, honestly, I didn't even think about it, but basically, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I didn't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, from what, I, from what I heard, he got laid out. Like, uh, Rollins, uh, Rollins uh, somehow laid, oh, okay, I remember, okay, now, um, basically, it was one of those, uh, basically, like, yeah, we're so happy for you, da-da-da-da, you know, celebration of, of Seth Rollins, uh, and then Kane shows like a video package of like basically saying he's architect and show like basically his career up to this point. Um, Seth Rollins like impressed slash being a jerk about it like he's been with Kane throughout the past couple months. Uh, so all of a sudden, uh, you know, your boy Dean Ambrose crashes the party. I forgot how, how what happened. The chain of events that happened. But basically, uh, all of a sudden, Dean Ambrose has Seth Rollins um, on some cinder blocks, you know, in the, in the reversal of what yeah. happened to him um, when he killed him, uh, what, like eight months ago, or I'm sorry, nine months ago. So um, from there, uh, he was like, yeah, I want my title, I want this title match. Or no, he's like, you know, don't, Stephanie grabs the mic and don't do it, we'll give you a title match if you don't do it, because he had his head against the uh the center blocks and he had a steel chair and he's like, all right, well, fine, I'll take it. So then they teased like he was going to hit him after the fact. And then, uh, I think K made the save and then they, after they whooped, uh, Ambrose's ass. Yep. And we're all one off the air. We're all standing tall. Um, yeah. I don't know. They, you know, you know how they go. They want to, they want to get a, you know, they, the authority must always stand tall. Uh, ain't nobody getting over on Triple H and Stephanie while they're there. Um, and Rollins, hopefully this will be the shot, the, the match that le- kind of starts to give him some legitimacy as world champion just because, to me, it just hasn't been great. I mean, I mean, he's had two matches. One was a was like a... Like, both have had wacky finishes. Like, you know. Yeah, let's just hope Bray Wyatt doesn't interrupt this one. Yeah, I know. <sighs> but that where's, was where's that review going to be at? Corpus Christi, Texas. Corpus Christi. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right then. Yeah, small small arenas. I didn't. I. I like so, are they still going to be twelve pay per views this year or thirteen? I think it's going to be more than that. Like they could just start doing whatever they like, want like, now. Like, well, I mean, like King of the Ring didn't doesn't count as pay per view because it's on a Tuesday, yeah. right? Or no, that was like, on. That, a, yeah, that was a Tuesday. That was a special. Like, yeah, they didn't like sell that. Like, you couldn't buy that off of like Direct TV if you wanted to, could you? No. All right. Um, oh no. Man. The uh, a couple more things to talk about the uh, E60 documentary. Did you happen to see it? I saw parts of it. I saw uh, parts about um, Adam Rose, and I saw parts about Xavier Woods. Yeah, uh, 
they uh they managed to get Adam Rose over more in sixty minutes than they have in a year and a half. Uh, it's it's just interesting to look at these how these gimmicks can really change these guys' lives. Um, and if you hit the right one, you know, you basically become a star. And you know, if not, you can have your ass somewhere else. Well, the main thing for me about that, the thing that main thing I took away for it, and it, and it stepped like it kept coming up to me, and it was like, how old is hell that? Like, how long ago they recorded that shit, and how long it took them to actually like broadcast it? Yeah, like because yeah. that was like pretty much like that was when they were doing like the gimmick, the the Manhunter gimmick that Adam Rose was doing. He was was Leo Kruger, right? Yeah. That, that was, was like, like 2013. Of 2000, what 14? 13. No, but I mean, like it was like he was like he became out of roles before NX before the network even started. Yeah, right? yeah, like right at the beginning of the network era. So it was like, wow, like it took y'all over a year to do this. It's hour. It's only an hour long documentary. Yeah. Uh... I think they should try to do more stuff like like that, but it's hard. It, it starts to become hard because you kind of get attached to the real guy, but WWE doesn't see them as real people. You know, like we want to see Ray LePan succeed and him help his son and him become a star, but in reality, they don't really give a fuck about that. Like they have confidence in you until they don't, and like that's and he's thirty five already. It, it, and that yeah, and that changes you know that like changes like the wind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you look at what I mean, you look at you know the situation is going on with um with how Austin's now doing the podcast again with Heyman. Well, all of a sudden he was in the shit house with them just like a month ago for not doing it. This next season is tough enough, and now they already like him. They already you know they've already like fixed it. Yeah, those those Jericho podcasts will do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. But um, a lot of guys injured right now. Hideo Tommy's injured. We have the NXT special coming up uh, tomorrow or Wednesday, yeah, if it, if or tonight if you guys are listening to this on a Wednesday. Um, they uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens too. Pretty interested in that. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, uh, Hideo Tommy's on the shelf. Um, besides that, don't really care about the rest of the card. Really care less about the tag belts or anything. So it's kind of sort of. I mean, that's sort of how like most NFC specials are. It's pretty much like three matches. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's pretty much always been this two hour show, three matches. You know, the three matches are all the three matches are always awesome. Yep. I'll be and, right. I'll be uh, right now. You get to leave happy. You know. I'll be writing a review for uh, socialsuplex.com. What up, Jeremy? Uh, I'm probably just gonna do those two matches. Uh, that's pretty much all I care about, and I'll give the other uh, two or three matches a paragraph. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Jed, you got anything else to add, James? Before we uh, get up out of here? Nah, man, I can't think of anything. Uh, I want to. I'll say this: since we started back watching. Like, as far as it comes to drought, the words came to just, like, being sort of, like, apathetic to the product. Yep. Um, probably since, like, right, like, a few weeks before, like, in the build to WrestleMania 29, like, I kind of, ch- I checked out. Like, I had missed, like, 
two or three episodes of Raw that I just never have watched, mm-hmm. and then just watch uh, WrestleMania 29 and got back into it. Yep. Like, the last two weeks has just been like, I've watched, but like, it'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to go to sleep and I'll just watch the, the I'll just watch it tomorrow. So the crazy That's thing what... is the last two weeks have been, like, actually the last three weeks have been really good. Exactly. It, and it's, it's just, weird, and, like, and it's the weeks before that that was the problem. Yeah. And, it, and it's weird, it's like, it's even the fullest of the crowd, like, the crowd last night was not good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. And there was a lot of good stuff on that on the card. Like they set up like the framework for the next pay per view. Like in two weeks, they had two weeks to build a pay per view, and they did a good job <laughs> in the first week of doing it. So it was it was just weird. I don't know. And they'll be doing like, I don't, I can't more. Put, I can't quite put my finger on it, but like there's a lot of good stuff, and there's not really much bad stuff. Like they like they've taken they taken Big Show off t- off TV. Yep, that's you know his, I mean? his annual vacation that he gets. <laughs> So like I, don't, I I can't really put my finger on it I I don't I don't know it's weird maybe like maybe uh, you know, if you watch I, can I think a lot out. of it has to do with some of it's the Daniel Bryan thing a lot of people are like kind of you know down on it because they're not going to see they don't feel like they're ever going to see him again um, there's not really a new star uh, a major new star to get behind right now um, Roman Reigns is there but you know he's still developing Ambrose they're giving him a little test. Uh, but he's not, you know, they're not how Daniel Bryan was. They're not capturing, you know, people's imagination. And do you think the authority still? Yes, um, the authority Maybe has been together in their initial run longer than the NWO. Hmm. Like they're they're approaching like almost like the point where you know the Wolfpack split up. Like that's where they're at right now. Or the Wolfpack split with the black and white. They're kind of almost there. Like, I was just trying to put a finger on like what what is it is like I just feel like a just a general malaise and like maybe that's what it is the fact that they've just been around at the top of the storyline forever and it's like I don't know like no one's ever like, gonna like, beat them like, I like the stuff they do it just has been you know they just been there for just forever like we've got to hurry up and get the money in the bank and roll in the SummerSlam and they get Lesnar back because this Daniel Bryan thing hurt them a lot. Because their cards were supposed to, it, it's just feeling like they just been kneecapped, like in a part of the card, and they have Neville working a lot of those spots, but Neville's not Daniel Bryan, like he's just not. That's, that's true. Um, but you know, they have the ability to 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 you know fix a lot of these things. Like they've they've still got all the NXT guys to pull up, and they're pot, probably going to pull up Kevin Owens. It could be a permanent thing. I'd like it to be, but um, you know they also got Finn Balor in in, in the in the deck, um, so they could they could start fixing some of this stuff. But <clears throat> it's on them to do right by those guys when they get here, uh, get up to the big show. But um, that's pretty much gonna wrap it up. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Wrestling Observer Radio. Been listening to a lot of good podcasts, a lot of Bomani Jones, uh, a lot of bunch of other stuff um but uh yeah elimination chamber in two weeks we'll be back next week with a another podcast going over the the full card and what we expect to happen and all that um but james you got anything else before uh we enjoy the rest of this warriors game nah man um 
I ain't got nothing. Um, the Clippers suck. This is One Nation Radio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.